Hello everyone, the mic went live at exactly 11pm today. There is a storm going on right behind me, and I'm not that far away from the window. It is pelting down, I'm looking at my mic input and I'm getting an extra 10 decibels of noise, which I apologise for because I probably won't be able to get rid of that in post without destroying the audio. There's not much I can do with the studio situation. On the plus side, it sounds very refreshing and pleasant. Perhaps not good for audio, but probably quite good for me, and there's some traffic as well. (laughs) I have not done my intro bit. Let's do that now then. Hello, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Crash, which stands for something that I cannot bear to repeat again, as I have done a million times over the course of the many years of this podcast, because it is so stupid. The name of this podcast is Ridiculous. Uh, Apart from that, you know what time I started recording. I have not told you the episode number, that is... 368. The date is Wednesday, the 20th of January, 2021. Let's start off with a pre-show section and just tell you the state of the pod, which was something I said I would not do in the last episode, then corrected myself when I was editing the audio, because that was a stupid thing to say. Let me tell you what's been happening here. Earlier today, I got into my mind that I could rearrange the furniture of the studio. Even though I've been here for years and I know damn well that this is now the optimum setup. I did try to move things around to create more space and it just created less space, and totally screwed with my feng shui, which I didn't really set that much stock in until you've done it badly, and then you realise, yes, the arrangement of stuff in a room can make you feel dreadful, and it did, so I moved everything back. Completely useless. I need to put a sign up that says, do not mess with the layout of the studio. Related to the pod, the website. You will see kittens on my website, and that's because I've used them as placeholder images while I continue fiddling with a image thumbnail list for blog entries. It's still admittedly very rough, but I'm slowly getting there. If I can't sort out the image thing, maybe I'll forget that and do something else. But I do need to do it because there's about a thousand blog entries to sort out. So formatting is important. Although not too much formatting. Maybe I'm thinking about this too much. The website as it is now is almost okay. It's certainly better than before. My static website based on the old wordpress.com php and mysql site is just so much faster 
Because there's no overhead, it's just HTML5 and CSS. What else? I am finally going to get round to ordering myself a mic preamp. Because I am sick of the amount of bloody post-processing I have to do. And even after all that, I still sound only about average. I've got a good mic, but it is £15. It's a Behringer XM8500 Ultra Voice. You know the ones, they're used everywhere. They are good mics. But, I don't know. £15? I do know, though, that the first problem is probably not the mic, it's the lack of a preamp. I've got a fairly good one in the mixer I use, but... As you can hear, my voice is interesting. <laughs> it's lispy. So I've got a problem with acids. It's clicky. It's everything that you don't need in a radio or podcast voice. Though I do seem to have scooped mids, which is good. If I was a modern heavy metal guitar, not someone speaking... And in any case, I can't sing. Uh, Not that that's related to being a guitar, but you know what I mean. The musical connection there. I'm sorry, I'm just waffling. I've already talked about the state of the pod. I've talked about the weather. Let's move on to a little bit of news. And that's to do with Brexit, which is turning into a great big (laughs) rip-off. As 50% of us knew it would, the Remainers, that is. For me, personally, with Brexit, as a geek, online ordering is going to be more expensive and slightly more complicated. But for other people, like fishermen, whose livelihoods are at stake and who, and I don't think I'm being entirely unfair here, mostly voted for Brexit, and who now seem a little perturbed that they've been sold down the river by the same Chancellor who lied about the extra NHS funding. I sympathise with them, but they believed the British version of MAGA-like lies about sovereignty when almost... 50% of us Remainers did not. We knew that all Brexit would do was bow to the baser and deep-seated sentiments of xenophobia and post-imperial resentment of Brexiteers and destroy the economy and our rights and it's a complete and utter cock-up. Whoever you are, whatever trade you're in, if you voted for Brexit, Do not whine about it now. Either live with a mess you help create, or come over to our side. If you voted Remain, like I did, pressure all the parties to reverse it, because none of the major English political parties, Conservative, Labour, or even the Liberal Democrats who were pro-Remain, or the Greens, want that right now. So that's just great. And many of the Remainer campaigners have also given up and thrown in the towel. What can you do to reverse that? Actually, I don't know, other than 
make big noises about it. And making big noises about it are what some of those fishermen are doing, according to what my mum said she saw on the news. Was it yesterday or the day before? Also in the news, the racist orange man has left the building. Let's hope it's the beginning of the end for others of his ilk, including Boris the Lying Chancer. Let's move on to the game of golf. I think golf sucks. Unless it's PGA Tour golf on the Mega Drive. But it also delighted me that, as well as Trump leaving, I don't know, was it a week ago or just a few days ago? The organisers of the PGA broke with whatever contract they had with the Orange Man to use his courses. I really love that they did this, even though compared to Facebook and Twitter, they fly under the radar as far as having a dodgy relationship with the moron. I'm also impressed that they decided to risk legal and or whatever financial repercussions there may be for doing that. That is quite impressive. I do wonder what's going to go on with impeachment. Whether anything will actually happen. It's not as if they're going to throw Trump in jail. I suppose the government in America are balancing their need to have the whole world respect their president and show that he cannot be punished at the same time they have to figure out a way of punishing him. Oh, man. You know what's going to happen, don't you? He's going to turn this into some kind of weird TV career, there's going to be a book deal, so many all sorts of stuff, and he'll weather the storm, unfortunately, and enjoy his retirement. I'd like to see him actually do some bird. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing because I have wanted to use that phrase for several days now. I was joking to my mother about how her English is Baroque when she was in Mauritius because she had left there so long ago when she returned there people said that her Creole, which is the language they speak over there, was Baroque, i.e. old-fashioned. I have noticed that her English is also Baroque. It's very old-timey London-y sometimes. It's really cool. (laughs) Okay. On to culture. Oh dear. I'm looking at my show notes and I've had notes prepared so that I can discuss the book Live Girls, a horror novel, for ages and I still haven't finished it. So I'm going to have to skip past that bit. And prepare for another oh dear, because I was also supposed to have seen Bill and Ted face the music by now, and yes, I haven't. I do have a little update regarding record collecting, as I had this whole thing where I talked about collecting in general, and things people like collecting. I haven't heard back from anyone, (laughs) big surprise. But I did have an update on my own ideas. 
the chief of which is that this new hobby of mine is on hold until I complete my CD collection and lossless rips. That's something I've also put off for years, like fixing the website. I'm in the process of doing that now. But once that is over, I'll still need a stereo system. I'm looking into perhaps buying secondhand. Because just the cost of an average turntable is probably enough to budget a fairly good, possibly better, second-hand system. And once that's done, what records would I buy? Well, I would replace some of the records I used to own. I would also look for some records that I've always wanted. There is a story behind each selection, and they all mean something deeply personal to me. They include, though are not limited to, Nirvana's In Utro, a best of Chuck Berry compilation album I used to have. It had a gold album cover, it was really cool. I had Mozart's Requiem Mass. I had The Best of the Damned, an album called The Light at the End of the Tunnel. And that was really cool because it had the Peter Frame liner notes. If you're into records, you will know who Peter Frame is. He's this amazing journalist who has created this work of art where he does the family trees of rock bands in longhand. And it's an amazing skill to have. Years ago, he was featured on TV. I think he's been interviewed before. And he has several books that you can buy just of the liner notes. But I owned that album, which had the actual liner notes. And it was really cool. I miss having that. Maybe I'll buy the book. There's also Iron Maiden Somewhere in Time, which was the first and probably only Iron Maiden album I ever bought. There is also The Number of the Beast, the album, that is. I did, years and years ago, when the single first came out, buy The Number of the Beast single. But there is an album, and maybe that would be quite cool to have. <sighs> okay. Also, Igor Stravinsky, The Rite of Spring, the recording which has Leonard Bernstein conducting the New York Philharmonic in 1958. I would like the soundtrack of Star Wars, which would be a replacement for the cassette tape my mother bought to me at the actual showing of Star Wars. I could go on like this forever, so maybe I'll <laughs> stop now. But you get the idea. All these records will mean something to me. But there is also a lot of other music I want to listen to. I don't want to buy every piece of music I want to listen to on record. I do want a catalogue of lossless rips that I can listen to through my stereo system. The stereo system that I don't actually have yet. And that's it for culture this week. Let's move on to technology. <laughs> First of all, a bit of bad science from me. 
I've entitled this bit, The End Is Nigh-ish. Do you remember in pod 366, I talked about a tweet I'd made about the end of the universe's date? Unfortunately, the mistake I made is that that date is based on one theory for the end of everything. There are several theories. The one that I mentioned had a date 5 billion years in the future. If you find that disturbing, because the date seems so near, don't worry, because another theory says it could be much, much later. And that theory is called the Big Rip Scenario, which places the end of the universe 22 billion years, give or take a few billion years, in the future. Everyone, breathe a deep sigh of relief. It isn't all over yet. Not for quite some time. And I've also heard that maybe we'll have the technology to encapsulate ourselves in a protective bubble of artificial universe. Who knows? It's a long way away. We have time. As a universe, that is. Not just the human species. (laughs) I doubt if the human species has... That long at all. Not the way we're going. Okay, 22 billion years, that's really reassuring, isn't it? Only I haven't finished. There is another theory, I'm sorry about this, that says the universe will wind down or come to an end or do whatever it does 2.8 billion years from now. That's even worse than the first one. (sighs) Let's move on to something ridiculous. The police national computer cock-up. Good old Plod have lost a huge stash of evidence stored in the police national computer, the PNC. Apparently, this could invalidate many court cases. The BBC reported, quote, The deletion of the records has been blamed on a coding error. This resulted in records that had been flagged for deletion being lost from the database before checks had been carried out to determine whether they could be lawfully held or not. The data purge they're talking about included fingerprints and DNA and arrest records. Every time... I hear something like this. I'm not at all surprised, because previous to that I have heard how secure systems are supposed to be, and I know for a fact that systems are not secure. I worked in IT. When you think something is secure, you are being complacent. The moment you say, yes, our systems are secure, you are complacent even if it's secure from deliberate outside intrusion, it's never going to be secure from sheer staff stupidity. It's not just the inevitable fat finger error. Oh, there have been so many of those. Wasn't there one at Heathrow? Something to do with uh, air traffic control? I can't remember. And then there's also whatever book has admin rights to your database. 
My last job in IT, I've talked about this before, some unbelievable imbecile had cocked up the database and it was a nightmare. <laughs> They'd overridden some records. I, maybe he went on to work for the BNC. Who knows? As I said before, I've worked in IT and many, many years ago, I worked for the government, so I'm familiar with how people think things are working and the reality of how they're probably not working that well. In order to end this on a positive note, then, let's sum up the situation constructively. Bloody muggles at the home office. Let's move on. Vanced and Redpipe are third-party YouTube front ends. The first was recommended to me by a friend because of my complaints about Roku's crap YouTube app, which crops the picture, buffers like crazy, even though I have a fast internet connection, and slams me with advertising. Given that my primary use of Roku is to watch YouTube, that, of course, sucks. That is unbearable. I did try, then, to install Vanced, the Android app, on my phone, and then I started streaming to the Roku YouTube app, and it did solve my cropping and buffering issues. But the advertising issue remained. It didn't do anything to help that. I then also tried Redpipe, and I found that Redpipe just won't stream to the Roku YouTube app. This completely sucks. Man, I can't get the cropping ratio right, I can't get the buffering right. I don't have any of these problems when I watch YouTube on a computer. I've said before for some time that I am going to be eventually moving, and when I get to where I eventually end up, I'm telling you one thing, I have finished with TVs and streaming sticks. They are complete pants. My next TV will just be a big monitor. Let's leave technology and move on to creative and paywalls in... Pod 366, I went off on one, as I often do go off on one, about other podcasters erecting paywalls. I'll have to admit this stance is slightly hypocritical of me, because as a writer, I charge money for what I write. Or rather, I would like to, for most of the time, apart from blogging and podcasting. But for articles sold to magazines, or online blogs, or books that I would like to publish, yes, of course I'd like to make money from sales of those. My problem isn't so much with accepting payment for work. I definitely believe creators should be paid. My problem is, why should people with no need for extra money be rewarded with even more money? Paying creators and wealth inequality are two separate issues. And for muddling them up, I do apologise. Though, as a tangent, it's funny how no one believes in socialism until they are strapped for cash.
Despite what you may think, I am only a moderate lefty. I don't really have that much against capitalism if it was done in a fairer way. But, man, just not making any money can make you a lot more annoyed. (sighs) And, yeah, I'm annoyed because it feels as if some creators are sucking the well dry. Oh, and by the way, if I meet any of you in real life, when this hell is over, if it's ever over, please don't use my own words against me. Because I really hate it when that happens, and it happens a lot. I'll say something in a conversation, or a pod, and then I'll meet someone and they'll use my argument against me. Because of something I've contradicted myself on, and it's so annoying! Don't do that. I have read somewhere that it is a compliment when your own arguments are parroted back by someone else as if it were their own. And all I have to say to that is what I have to say to the universe in general at the moment, and that is pa. Let's move on from paywalls to suspicious emails. Okay. Given that this is the internet age and social media stalks our every move, here's my question. Have you ever had a stalker? I have, and more than once. What can I say? I am apparently irresistible. Either that, or I'm a nut magnet. The point being, every now and then, I get an email from someone who shouldn't be sending me emails, and if you're listening to this, stop it. When that happens, I keep those emails. The evidence might be important someday, so if you're getting weird emails from someone who should not be emailing you, or threatening, or weird messages, I know that the first instinct is to delete them. Do not do that. Keep them, put them in another folder, don't look at them. It's a trail of evidence. And on that slightly disturbing note, (laughs) we've come to the end of the main part of this podcast. Let's go into the after-show section and shopping. It's my weekly shopping trip tomorrow, and I am not looking forward to it. With 2,000 people dead in the UK in one day, Popping down to the shops does not feel safe. It feels more like Russian roulette than ever. And I don't know what to do about that. Because we have to eat, we need supplies. But it just sounds iffy. I am glad, though, that both my parents have had their first vaccination shot. Although, as I moaned about before, the government have decided to spread out those shots in the hope that they can vaccinate more people and completely ignore what Pfizer said, which was a specific interval between shots. But, at the very least, they have had their first shot. So that's something. That's a slight weight off my mind. My main worry with this was that my parents would get COVID-19. Fingers crossed that they don't. Having that first shot has made my chest feel a little lighter. 
Now all I have to do is worry about myself. I do wonder when they'll get round to giving me the vaccine, though. Because they are still vaccinating the vulnerable, so I don't know how far down that list I am. As for shopping, I will endeavour to go at the most antisocial hour that I can manage. And so I suppose I should really try and get some sleep. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to shout at me for something that I've said, bring it on. Contact details coming up. The show that you've just listened to is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. Help me by reviewing and rating the show on whatever platform you listen and recommend it to a friend or a mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. And that is it. You were listening to... I'm going to say this fast because it really annoys me. Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. (sighs) I really don't like the name of this show. This was episode 368, recorded on... Wednesday, the 20th of January, 2021, and the time at the end of the show is 23.37.17. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in to the next pod, which will be all about vintage Doctor Who, not me shouting at the universe. And bye-bye for now. Bye.